NHL fantasy projections for some of the Vegas Golden Knights, total points for some of the rated VGK players. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick reporting. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available. Well, not us, but the podcast is wherever you get the podcast. <laughs> Subscribe on our YouTube channel. Please make sure that you check it out there. Follow us on X at Lockdown VTK at TD Chris G at Tony Dasco, like you see on the screen right there. And today we are brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL or enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL for a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. So, Chris, NHL.com Fantasy released the projected total points for five VGK players, which are the ranked players uh, there in their top, I think, 250, I think it was. And we start off with number 27, and that is Jack Eichel. The projected points is 85 uh, for this upcoming season. And I think that this will go over. We thought he'd be a 90-ish point player a season ago. Of course, injuries always play a factor. He didn't shoot as much as we wanted him to, as much as I wanted him to last season. And I think he becomes a little bit more comfortable on both ends of the ice. What are your thoughts? So a few things. One, uh, we every show I feel like Barbashev's name comes up and how he was the missing link to the line with Marcheseau and Eichel. And Eichel went on to lead all players in playoff scoring. No coincidence that Barbashev joins the line and that happened. We should, uh, barring something strange or Bruce Cassidy overthinking things, we should have an entire season of Barbashev, Marcheseau, and Eichel. That's only going to help Jack Eichel. Um, health could be the only thing that hinders him from hitting that 85-point projection. 67 games played last season, 66 points, basically a point per game. That number, I would think, should at least stay flat, if not go up a tiny bit. Um, 88 to 92 points is where... I'm projecting Eichel to finish, so I will slightly lean the over, but I'm not overly excited about it for two reasons. One, health, I already talked about that, and two, Eichel's two-way game I think is going to take a greater step forward this year. Uh, Cassidy has somewhat challenged him, mentioning how he can be a little more like uh, Patrice Bergeron, who obviously is one of the top two or three. Everyone can be like Bergeron. Sure, but Eichel's stats support that he could be like Bergeron. He's a long way away from it, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. And if uh, Eichel's going to focus on his defensive game even more and his faceoffs, the scoring could go down a little bit, but help the team as a whole. Yeah, Eichel passed up so many shots last season. And even though he passed up a lot of shots in the playoffs, he was still very effective. Uh, the next player we look at is the Mark Stone of the Stonely Cup. 
had the Hattie in the final game in game number seven. I saw a story yesterday. It wasn't a story. I think it was just more someone on the national scope said a healthy Mark Stone is better than Jack Eichel, which I don't know if I agree with. Uh, but the projection there is uh, he's Later. 73 points, which I think is high. And I say I would take the under because I don't believe he's going to be playing in every game. I think they're going to shut him down an awful lot. 73 seems a tad high to me. He might be in the 60s or maybe the high 50s. And that's just my projection and feelings. What about you, Chris? I mean, I think the the bigger projection isn't Mark Stone's point projection. I think it's his games played projection. Um, I did an article with Vegas Hockey Now talking about um, responding to ESPN's projections. And the way ESPN cuts up their projections, they do it by points, total points, goals, assists, obviously. And they also put a games played projection in there. And they have Mark Stone at 50 games played. And I think that's honestly where it's going to be for, you know, one of a couple of reasons. Um, If Mark Stone's back has any issues, they're going to shut him down. Um, I would expect Stone to get a lot of days off from practice. I would expect maybe him not even to play in some back-to-backs early on. There is a back-to-back Stone. That, that's that, yeah, that's like a bad that. joke like right that. there anyway. No, that's um, good. But it just doesn't make – the Golden Knights don't need Mark Stone for 82 games to win the Pacific and make the playoffs. That's been proven, obviously, last season. They do need Mark Stone as healthy as could be come playoff time and that gives the team the best shot to win a cup. So all of that, I don't see a path. I mean, he has, he has to play over 70 games to hit 73 points, I believe is what the projection was. 73, And yeah. he's played 80 of a possible 164 games over the last two regular seasons. So even if he has a 60-game season, which would be magnificent if he can play 60 games this season, I don't see – I mean, if he gets 73 points in, in – or, yeah, 73 points in 60 games, wow, what a season, right? But uh, right, that's right. shooting for the Stars. Okay, but he will be on the second line, so he could. Uh, he's ranked uh, number Howden line, right? The Brett Howden line? On the Brett Howden line, of course. Uh, Jonathan Marsh is so. He is ranked 60 se- uh, 62nd uh, for points. His point total is rather high. We know that he'll get 30 goals, but can he get 40 helpers? Because the total that they have – is 70 points, which is rather large, and I'm going to go under on this one. I mean, I think we start by acknowledging March Soap was the con Smythe once Barbershop, once Barbershop went to his line, so I think we should definitely give some value to that. The number was 70 points, you said, Tony? 70 points. He hit the 70-point level in season number one with the one, Vegas right? Golden Knights, 75 and 77 games. He's always good. He's always good with around 30 goals. It's like, where will he get those 40 assists from is my question. He paced that number in the shortened 2020-21 season. Um, I mean, listen, he's 32, going to be 33 years old next season. I just don't – there has to be regression at some point with marches. So there just has to be, whether it's this year or next year. Um, and, and NHL.com is projecting him to keep going. And, you know, you can't have Eichel, Eichel's numbers going up and Marchessault's numbers necessarily following. I know they're on the same line, but there's only so many points to go around out there. Um, if he gets 60 points, it's, it's a really good season. If he gets 60 points and plays all 82 games, that's a good season. I don't see him getting his second highest point season 
in his career as a 32 slash 33 year old. I'm feeling at least two players get 70 or more. I don't know. I, I know Eichel. Um, not sure, though. Could be Marcia So. Uh, and then we also have Alex uh, Petrangelo. Uh, they have he's ranked 113th in fantasy and he is projected for 55 points this upcoming season. That's way too high for me as well. I'm going to go with the under on that. Just from a logical standpoint, how many players? Did you say logical? Like I did say logical. We don't say that too to often on this podcast, okay. but you know, 2008. So he's coming into his 16th NHL season, <laughs> yeah, 15th NHL chance. season. Not I don't see. I don't see him setting a career high in points because he's never had that many points. His career high is actually 54 points last season with the Golden Knights. Now, that said. He would have paced for that if he would not have missed those nine games for his uh, personal circumstances with his family. So the projection maybe isn't that bad. Um, I think that just I don't see his points necessarily going up a whole lot. Um, again, there has to be some regression at some point, right? Um, he's a beast. He's a physical specimen because he can play all these games. He's just reliable at this stage of his career. But you know, Petrangelo is someone that you could also even maybe try and save some games every now and then, or at least some practices. So I'll take the under slightly, but if he honestly had a career best given his pace last season, it wouldn't be a surprise. The next player uh, that they have ranked at 129th, and then there's no one else ranked in the 250, which is kind of surprising. But in any event, uh, Ivan Barbashev, uh, Barbashev, the total number of points they have is 66 and i'm guessing he might land right about that number um if he's healthy for this entire season uh one of the pluses that we saw from barbashev he had 16 16 even strength points in the playoffs in 5v5 and so uh that could definitely be a factor i think he's going to continue to score points because uh, he does a lot of the dirty work I think he's going to get some some assist, obviously. Um, and then because he hangs out in front of the net, I think he has a chance to finish and score some goals. I have him right around 66 myself in my head. No, that you're you're in a good spot there, Tony. Um, I guess a couple of perspectives. One is a perspective that you'll love. Dude got paid. Is he gonna have the same the same desire, if you will. I mean, his, you know, his contract, I think more than doubled from where it previously was. Does that slow him down a little bit? AKA William Carlson. I sound like you right now, Tony. Um, I think we, we should switch to the nameplates or something like that for the moments. Um, I don't necessarily see that happening, but it's something at least worth putting in uh, our factors pile as we keep on going here. Um, 66 points would be a career best by six or 66. What was the number for Frankel.com? Yeah. It was 66. Yeah, 66. So, okay. I thought you said, okay. So, I mean, that's a career best here. NHL.com is very high on a team coming off of a Stanley Cup win in a short summer. We're not knocking the Golden Knights or anything like that. If we're going to say, okay, which player has a better shot to hit, hit a career best in, in points? And if I'm going to compare Barbashev, the 26-year-old versus Petrangelo, or 27-year-old versus um, Petrangelo, the 33, 34-year-old coming into his 15th season, obviously, I'll take Barbashev. I'll take the over on that one just because of all the comments I made about how he ignited Marcheseau and Eichel. So give me a 70, give me a 71 point season, Tony. Give me a 71 point season. I don't like it, but 
I just feel like I've taken the under on the last three, so we got to go back to going over. Do we have any idea on when the uh, totals are going to be out, when we could bet these numbers? Now? DraftKings, yeah, okay. uh, FanDuel. I guess I probably should, should focus more on the DraftKings. Okay. FanDuel, FanDuel. FanDuel definitely yeah. has has them out okay. there right now. It's a moving target. Okay, so. we'll pass them along for sure. Uh, coming up next, why is Brendan Bassan playing Stop on it, the Golden Knights Stop it. rookie team in next week's upcoming rookie face-off? We discuss that next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Grumpy Tony segment coming up. The September gift with a purchase of anything from Bird Dogs is a water bottle. And Chris and I, we both wear our Bird Dogs because the shorts and sweatpants, they are way so comfortable. Uh, Bird Dogs definitely makes you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the same exact thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. In fact, Bird dogs fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dog fixed this issue by inventing something called cloud knit fabric. They are way so comfortable. It looks good, looks like khaki, but it stretches, gives you this way slimmer effect. And I definitely need that because you don't have to sacrifice movement, especially me on the golf course this past Sunday in Boulder City, where I was just moving. You call me. I'm such a hacker, dude. So am Okay. I. All right. We'll get you out there sometime soon. Uh, Bird Dogs uses the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And it's been very humid here. So you know what happens. It gets sticky icky like that. And Bird Dogs are functional in any occasion. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NHL or enter the promo code lockdown NHL at checkout. For a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. You see right now, I'm wearing my Bird Dogs hat. Once again, that's birddogs.com slash LockdownNHL. The free water bottle for you at checkout. You won't want to take off your Bird Dogs, we promise you. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you tuning in as always. And we'll be going in a couple of weeks, less than a couple of weeks now to our five-day-a-week schedule. And don't forget, on Fridays, it's WTF, What the Friday. A very special show coming up. I'm all about the hype. Do you know what? It will be episode number 666. Ooh, okay, that's good. Ooh, 666. Yeah, if it was Friday the 13th, too, that would have been, been epic. Ooh, we have a Friday the 13th coming up in October, I believe. But yeah. Shocker. I always have, I have I have an honor every Friday the thirteenth. This is this is actually kind of cool. Uh, Kane Hodder has become a personal friend, I guess. You know, we chat every now and then and stuff. Met him through. Uh, he he enjoys playing poker and actually is really good at charitable causes and stuff. If you have a charity poker event, he's available. He'll fly out on his own dime, hang out. You know, whatever you want him to do to help out. Really, really cool guy. But Kane Hodder is one of the actors who played Jason in the Friday the Thirteenth movies. So every Friday the Thirteenth, I have the distinct honor of texting Jason Voorhees and wishing him a happy Friday the 13th. I just think that's the coolest thing in the world. We should get him on in October, dude. They might. Maybe I can can give him a call. I can give him a call. should finagle him. Okay, so, uh, again, episode number 666. So if you want to play off that theme, Chris, if you do, or if our uh, friends out there, if they – shut up, Tony. There's my theme. There's my theme. 
That's awfully mean, dude. That was for you the viewers. The devil. Okay, that's for the viewers. Uh, okay, so VGK's uh, roster for the rookie face-off is out, released last week, and the name that jumped out to me immediately was the 29th overall pick in the 19... No, I was going to say Stop way it. back in the 1900s in the 2020 draft, and that is Brendan Brisson, who also played with VGK's development campers. It, it seriously uh, a logical, if you will, question for you, Mister okay. Gallic, is VGK bringing Brisson into the rookie faceoff because they want to further his and evaluate his skills? It, I still believe that this is a make or break season coming up for Brendan Brisson. And do you feel that they might not have? enough of a sample size? Do they want him to get more comfortable with the system? Why is he playing on the rookie team? And is, is this overblown on my end? Yes. Um, first of all, he's not the only player that's played in multiple rookie camps on the Golden Knights side. I got the the side-by-side -side list here. I'll compare that a little later in the segment here. I mean, we're talking about someone who has played 65 AHL games. He played seven games with the Silver Knights in 21-22. 58 games in 22-23. There's a few reasons you're going to put him out there. Number one is reps, get him on the ice. And, you know, now he's kind of taking a little bit of a leadership role with all the rookies that are going to be out there and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles that side of his job. I mean, it's not a big deal, you know, if you're wearing a letter or anything like that in the rookie camp, but it certainly can help to him for him to show the Golden Knights what his game is, not necessarily just on the ice, but off the ice. See if he's taking a couple of these kids under his wing, you know, just whatever it may be. You're getting him reps out there with players in, at a competitive level, you know, in mid-September, which players want to do it. I'm sure he wants to do it. Uh, another reason you're going to put him out there is you're going to showcase him. Hopefully he fits into the Golden Knights' long-term plans. I think his stats dictate at some point he's going to. Uh, you do have some forwards on the older side, and you know we've hinted out on how Stevenson and or Marchessault are, are in a contract season, as is Will Carrier, and you know there's going to be some movement among the forwards next year. So maybe next year will be his opportunity. Maybe he gets into the lineup late in this year. You know, kind of the same path Pavel Dorofiev went on. They could also be showcasing him, like I said a second ago, because you just never know how things are going. To shake out, uh, we know McCrimmon, he is willing to utilize the prospects and the drafts as tools to get more assets for the team to win now. And then we'll figure out later down the line, you know. So do I think Brennan Brisson's on the trade block or anything like that? Let's not even go that far yet. We're not even close to going to that route. But having more visibility and, you know, if he does shine in rookie camp, it will get more attention on him. In the event, don't freak out, fans. Do not. It's too early. Don't start messing with me on a Thursday, Wednesday morning like this. I'm not saying trade Brendan okay. Brisson, so stop. Oh it. no, I'm not, I'm not writing an article about trading Brendan Brisson, but it, it'll it's be good out having today. more eyes. It'll on be it. out today. I'm sure it might be. Okay, might this be. is where it all begins. You no, spoke last does. last season, didn't you? Speak to Brisson, and he was he a little salty, or he was what a little happened? salty. 
What yeah, happened? just going down memory asking? lane. Just going down memory lane here. So, and again, let's remind ourselves, Brisson at the time was a 20-year-old. He's 21 years old now. So let's please don't put too much stock into this. Um, it was near the start of the Silver Knights year. Brisson did not have a great start, but he had a road trip where he got like points in five or six games or something like that. And they were coming back home. So the question was, hey, you've had a you know real good recent run after a slow start. You know, what changed for you? You know, that's that sort of thing. Oh, well, I'm confident in my ability. And I know if I just keep doing this, things are going to happen. And just you know, kind of very snide and stuff like that. And, and to be fair, there's really only one person that ever interviews these guys. Every now and then Stephen Marsh jumps in there. But really, you only see uh, their TV commentator kind of doing the interviews and stuff like that. So it's someone from the outside asking maybe a question that he normally wouldn't get. So, I mean, I get it. I understand it. And again, he's 21 years old. We're not going to blast the kid for that. God, I'm, I sound so old right now, Tony. I sound, yeah, I'm so sure. grumpy. I'm You're so grumpy. definitely grumpy. Uh, I was looking at the roster. No David Edstrom. He played in the development camp, their top pick for VGK. Uh, he's back in Sweden, I think, playing professionally, I believe. And a lot of players from the uh, development camp uh, are returning to play on the rookie team, trying to get all these camps uh, aligned here. And so uh, the draft picks, Matthew Cataford, Artu Karki, and uh, Tomas Juranen will all be there. There's 18 forwards. I wish, again, that I would see my favorite. Jackson Hallam out there, but he's back in school in Michigan, I think. Uh, but uh, Jacob Burbanic is there. Uh, I think that this is my most interesting player to watch. Uh, 19 years old, uh, played in your favorite league, which is the QMJHL. Did yes, I get that that's right? my favorite league. I just love the letters. <laughs> Jeez, that took a lot of work. Uh, and he also played in the 23 World Juniors. Uh, where he had one goal and six assists uh, for the Czech team. So I definitely want to see him. Uh, Matias Sapovalov will also be here, um, who was the 48th pick in the 2022 uh, NHL draft. And those are the guys I want to see. The only player that w is on the roster that was not here, and I forgot to look up where he's from and everything, pardon me, but Bear Hughes? Bear Hughes is on Bear. He's a hockey player. He's got to be because his name is Bear. Last so, name is Hughes. That's also a good a good uh, family name to carry. Just right. looking at the rosters year over year, players not named Brisson that played in a uh, multiple um, rookie faceoff events here. Uh, Brabanek, obviously Brisson, uh, uh, Diamato, um, no more Zach Dean. He got traded. Shocker there. Uh, Hemmerling. That's just a couple right there. Is Mason Mason Primo is going to do it again? He's a big guy right there. Uh, defense, Ahak, Cheka. Uh, is Cormier doing it? Cormier is doing it. Uh, two of the three goalies are going to be year over year repeats. Seville and Vickman, and our guy Jordan Papierni coming uh, to camp as well. Here, that that could be a heck of a story if somehow he does dress. What is, I think he's going on twenty eight years old and still hasn't been officially an rookie? NHL rookie and he's yeah, a rookie he are you kidding me he would be yeah he would i mean he has to obviously get get dressed for an nhl game to qualify but yeah uh the uh cassius bear hughes 6'2 166 pound center and he played for the hershey bears in the 2022 ah. 23 season they had a really good they were down to the wire right Con the uh, did i think hershey went to the conference final or was it the final 
I don't know. I don't remember. But I told you it was a Seattle team against uh, whoever Washington's. So I think it was. I think it was Hershey. Yeah. Whoever Washington's. It was Hershey. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I told you how annoying Hershey PA is because it smells like chocolate, but not in a good way. It's just overdose on chocolate. I I can imagine like when you first get there, you think it's kind of cool. And then it kind of gets to you after that. For sure. What Um, kind of chocolate are you going to? You're complaining about chocolate, Tony. Okay. You're the grumpy one now. I am. You got the grumpy card now. The goaltenders, uh, there is, you mentioned, but there is no Carl Lindbaum, no Cameron Whitehead, but as you mentioned, our guy Papirny is there, Isaiah Seville, Jesper Vickman. Now, Vickman had a really good, he had a tremendous camp. Uh, He did. He played very well in development camp here. Uh, The fifth rounder of 2022 playing in the WHL, and he had uh, that good development camp, and I think that they're going to be there will be a lot of eyes on him. Isaiah Seville, I thought in development camp, I think he gave up a ton of goals, mostly to my guy, Jackson Hallam. I think Seville looks the part. He's uh, think he's done parts of the last three seasons now with the Silver Knights. So he's he's getting better. Um, Definitely a good prospect that just kind of developing. We'll see if he can make. I mean, right now, if we had to rank, he's probably. For he's he should be the backup right behind um Yuri Patera. That took me a second there, okay. And then after I thought you were that, gonna put him in there ahead of Patera, there, no, god, no, it took me a second there. That I'm con- still concerned about our depth of goaltending right now, but all right, Friday, Friday, we could time. talk about that on Friday. Vickman did uh, get to play an AHL game last season, he uh led in three goals, 305 save, eight nine. So at least he got he got in a game last season. So that's kind of cool for the Silver Knights. But WHL Swedish League. So I mean he's oh, well we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Goalies right. you just never know. It just kind of clicks sometimes. Coming up next, uh, a topic that just will not go away. Where is the cup? We thought we wrapped it up yesterday, but evidently we didn't. And we'll return and talk about where's the cup right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. You can find us on Twitter. He is at TD Chris G, as you see on the screen if you are viewing. And I am at Tony Dasco. And we are at Lockdown VGK right down there. That's good. I like that. Good. And, uh, of course, coming up on Friday, we have our WTF edition in episode number 666. It's like your voice has to drop or something. You have to do something scary. I hope you have some props there for our Friday show. Show 66. Where is the Stanley Cup? Now, we thought that we wrapped up this topic. We thought we were over and done. We were reminiscing about pierogies and egg rolls and the 100-year-old grandmother drinking the jungle juice out of the cup. We thought we were done. But evidently, well, Rita did point out that we forgot one of the good celebrations. And that was Ivan Barbashev on the boat in Florida. That looked like it was kind of fun. But again, it was back cool. to water and all that. Okay. Cool. And uh, Thanks, so Rita. yesterday, yesterday, Alec Martinez, how could you forget about Alec Martinez? Alec Martinez had the cup. And so where did you think he took his photo? The water. Uh, backdrop of water. You have to get to the bottom of this. I just don't understand. I know 
So they all live near water. That's kind of cool. I guess. I, I'm, I should be. I might be at the at the golf at the Golden Knights golf event tomorrow at the Wind. I'm working on getting uh, sneaking in the back door for that one. And you, you bet I'll ask that question to whoever I can talk to tomorrow. Like, why do you guys love the water? Why? Get a video for sure. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see the impressions. Of course. Of course. So all, are all the players back here yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, so this is the time of year like. Um, when I'm going around, like looking plug coming on uh, national hockey now doing my daily write-ups and stuff like that, the capitals uh, Pittsburgh penguins, Riley Smith, uh, they're having all, a lot of these teams are having what they call the captain's workouts or the unofficial workouts and stuff like that. Um, news drop. If, if uh city national, if they're allowing it, if you show up any day between nine and 10 AM, there's a good chance you're going to see some of the boys on the ice right now. And nothing like is Nolan official. Patrick, Nolan Patrick will be there. <laughs> Stop it, Tony. Um, but yeah, so that's what's happening right now. So I would say all of the guys are probably back or will be back very, very soon. Um, yeah, so this is uh this is the time. Like we're we're here, we're skating, it's players are on the ice, like we're only 10 days away from our first, you know, organized activities with uh, the rookie face-off and then training camp. And this month there will be preseason games. This is uh this is go time. You know, it's so different about the NHL compared to, say, the National Football League. They don't have a big camp. And so for the rookie, yeah, for the rookie camp here that they're going to have and the rookie faceoff, the players will just have one organized practice. Of course, we're not counting the illegal ones. Just one organized practice, and then they get into things. That that is kind of weird. That part's kind of weird. Same thing for the NHL because – we see the Golden Knights have maybe one or two practices, and then there's an exhibition game. Yeah. So you don't really have a lot of time uh, to get yourself into shape, especially if you're Mark Stone. Oh, what what if Jordan? Just think about Jordan preparing. What if he gets to play in one of the one of the preseason games and, and dresses a Golden Knight? That'd be pretty awesome. That would be great. I bet he will, because like we saw, like Dylan Ferguson always getting one of the early starts and stuff like that. It would not surprise me if Papierney got in at least possibly multiple games. Good dude. And maybe we'll get him back on the show. We Hopefully should. He's playing hit up, hit up his agent. He's good. He's good people. On a, yeah, on a, on a regular basis. And then one final note. I do want to follow up on the discussion yesterday about Nolan Patrick because it was a hot topic yesterday. My Twitter blew up yesterday. It felt like, yeah. it felt like regular season. Yeah, it felt, it felt like we're back, right? Uh, but, again, he's had all these head injuries. But has the team ever made a statement would be my question. About yeah, they say he's going to miss the whole season. That's a statement. They did say that, okay, but we've never had like an official word with the degree of all of those it. head injuries. We don't know? need it. We don't, that's not our business. Oh, I mean, upper, upper body injury. No, no but, but they know it was related to concussions. I mean, I don't know if the team came out directly and said that, but I mean, you know, that that's the thing where, I mean, how much do we really need as media and fans like dude's got concussions, multiple concussions, spend five minutes on the internet. You can see everything that's happened to him. And, you know, we're not talking about a hockey player. We're talking about, you know, a human being and life balance and stuff like that. And he could be one hit away from being in serious. I mean, any player, I guess is one hit away from being in serious trouble, but when these concussions add up and stuff like that, it exponentially, I'm not a doctor, but it exponentially increases the risk of, something absolutely terrible happening. So, you know, that's that's what we take as, as fans and media. And, uh, you know, we can let Frank Saravelli say what he wants about it. But I really would like to hear Saravelli clarify his comments at this point. So I think, that, I think that's something that we're owed. Yeah. 
And again, if uh, if VGK was not honest about this, we could see a grievance followed as uh, filed, I should say, as someone alluded to yesterday. And maybe we'll see Nolan Patrick in the what's rookie the He still got paid last year. Like what's what's Nolan maybe Patrick? We'll see him in the rookie faceoff, Chris. We appreciate everyone tuning. I had to throw that in there. Uh, we did. appreciate everyone tuning in, especially our everydayers. Become an everydayer, of course, simply by watching us and listening each and every day. And we definitely appreciate all of you out there. Uh, go to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. And that is Locked On Golden Knights. Check that out. And on Friday, WTF, the special episode 666 edition. Chris, I'm expecting big things, great things out of you and the Gallic fam. Maybe little Chris can be dressed up as the devil. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. And we'll see you again on Friday for my man, Chris Gallic. I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We appreciate you tuning in and take care. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Golden Knights.